Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Kevin Thomas. He has been Troop John Shipley. Jaguar Report will join us coming up in just a little bit. Uh, ben Marcus Mariota, Falcons say he's going to be QB1. He's going to be the starter. So I went and did a little digging on Marcus Mariota. I'd love to get your thoughts uh, here. As, uh, you know, obviously we knew he was going to be the starter. Desmond Ritter, you said many times on the show, if he plays a lot, Falcons are in trouble because you just don't want to have a rookie come in and be expected to play, contribute, and do that much. All right, last two years, Marcus Mariota, last two years, I, I know one of those years was a COVID year, but last two years, Marcus Mariota has thrown a total of 30 passes. He was in a backup role with the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, you understand that backup. You're probably coming in to hand the ball off. You're not going to get a whole lot of play time. So in two years, you've thrown the ball a total of 30 times, or if math is correct, in my brain, you've thrown it about 15 times a year and or the equivalent of one pass attempted per game. A little bit less than that, actually, but you get what I'm saying. He hasn't played more than seven games in a while, Ben. He last played more than seven games in 2018. So 2018, you and I were talking about, yeah, you sit back, you go, oh, man, 2018, that was, oh, man, that was five seasons ago or four seasons ago. That's a why. Looking back over the course of his career, he has never played in 16 games, not once. Mm. Played in 15 games twice, but never played in more than 16 games. Obviously, the season is now 17 games. He's never played more than 15 in a season. So all that being said, Ben, you have a quarterback who essentially has not played for two years. He's been in practice and going through rest, but live game action has barely played in two years. And his track record would suggest if he starts, even if he's good, probably not going to play 16 or 17 games for you. He might, but to this point, he has not done that. So what realistically do you expect to get from Marcus Mariota now that the Falcons have come out and said, look, it's his job, that's where we're starting? Kevin, I mean, uh, unfortunately for Marcus Mariota, I think you would expect what the what what, uh, what he's shown. Uh, the, the thing about the National Football League, it doesn't it doesn't really lie to you that much. I mean, Kevin, I know I know when you know when producer Jay was here, you know, you used to do the whole nerd stash. You know, this is why you need them. Yeah, you need guys to be like, look, look, we look listen. You know, uh, I know the NFL want to do probabilities, but the league works in possibilities. It's, it's, yeah, it's probable that he can go out there and do it, but it's more possible that he's going to do what he's shown. Number one. Whoever was a star, you know, Derek Carr showed that Derek Carr is very, 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 very durable. Sure. He only threw the ball 30 times last year. Oh, and last two years. Last combined. two years. Two years combined. That's almost. Yeah, I think last. That's, that's le- listen, that's less. That's not, even a, that's not even a throw a game. Ben, I think he was, uh, Marcus Mariota was one for two last year. Yeah. So he had eight. So when I say that, he had 28 attempts the year before. So, yeah, so 28. So, te- so technically, he, he only threw the ball. For real, he only threw the ball two times last year. I will, I will say this. Can Marcus Mariota go out there and, uh, you know, be lights out? Yes. But, and, and, this, and this is the only barometer I give. Michael Vick was out of football, what, two years? Right. Two years. Now he wasn't he wasn't a but starter. He was completely, completely out. out yeah. Completely out. Wasn't a starter when he first came back. Went to the Eagles. Obviously, Andy Reid was able to nurture him. We end up having an MVP caliber season once he started again. The reason why I say it is this: Marcus Mariota, Michael Vick have one thing in common, right? Well, Michael Vick was no one overall pick. Marcus Mariota was the second overall pick. They both both of them are mobile quarterbacks. Michael Vick had a problem with not 
playing in 16 games. Sometimes it wasn't because he was, like, injured. His body was just so beat up from all the running. Marcus Mariota's going to learn real quick. Hey, Marcus, yeah. I don't know if you're 30 years old yet, but you are closer to 30 than you are 20. So he's going to have to learn how to take care of himself. He's going to have to learn how, hey, if you do pull it down and run it, remember, what? Got a lot of tread on them tires, man. You've been out here a long time. It's almost like he got to play to win, but also play to, like, you know, preserve the fact that, Kevin, we need you for as many games as possible. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that what, what preserves a player's career and productivity is being cautious of what, as he gets older. I can't play the same way I did. I'm not as fast as I was. I don't jump. I'm not as athletic as I was. So I think with Marcus Mariota, he has to do that because, look, I, look Terry he's Fondo, 28, by the way. He's 28? Okay. Now, Kevin, he's 28 in, 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 in quarterback years in the NFL, so he's a lot older than that. How do I know? He's never completed 16 games, and that's rookie year as well. Marcus Mariota, they're going to do – they're going to they're gonna hopefully run the football. They're going to hopefully put him in a position where he's, he's not having to – like, they're going to have to tell him, listen, before you tuck it and run it, think about it. Either throw it away because now it's getting hit. Unnecessary. Now, if you stand in the pocket, that's what they pay you. People ask, hey, man, why do you give quarterbacks 20 or $30 million a year? Because I'm the only thing that have to stand upright with a 250, 300-pound man barreling down. Name another person that got to do that. They pay me to make the throw. And usually the guys coming open went, oh, my guard just got beat. So I got to throw it and get hit. Well, that's for statues. That's for Tom Brady's of the world. Well, for guys like Marcus Mariota, he's mobile. So we – so basically, you plan it to the defense. Defense like, hey man, force them to take it. Why? Cause now we can smack him. Like all that can't hit a quarterback high, can't hit a quarterback low when he's standing stationary. That goes out the window when he tucks and runs it. He's a he's an equal opportunist then. So he 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 just has to be careful because Kevin obviously he wants to prove that he belongs still in the league. I get that part. He wants to prove that I can be. I I'm not the guy for this team moving forward. I'm just the guy currently. I get it. I'm Mr. Right now. But he has to be careful, though. And, and what scares me about that being careful, we don't know how the offense is going to look. Like, it's different if, if Marcus Mariota is in a Tennessee Titan offense with a Derrick Henry. Oh, maybe fine. Why? Hand it off. Do a couple of runs here and there. Throw the ball. Now, when your freaking running back is a, <laughs> is a freaking receiver. Uh, I, don't, I know what I got at tight end. I don't know what I got at slot. I don't know what I got on, in the X, in the Z. But I do think that. Terry Fontenot, the scouting department, I'm pretty sure they did their due diligence. I'm pretty sure what what, what Terry Fontenot do, he's talking, to the, he's talking to the GM of the Raiders. Say, hey, man, tell me about this dude, right? He's talking to the trainers of the Falcons, talking to the trainers. Hey, man, is he all right? Yeah, man. He ain't got no, you know, he ain't got no bone cartilage missing in his ankle, do he? I don't want but I, but I, but I, but I, to. I, but I think outside of that, Kevin, we have to wait and see. Right. I just, I mean, I, just, I went and dug into the stats, and I was like, man, I realized he hadn't played that little, and you know, obviously, had never finished it. So you think back to those times where you go back, oh man, he was, you know, when he caught the self pass in Tennessee in the playoffs, you're going, so at all that time he never played 16, 17. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm like, so he's not. That makes me feel a little differently. Yeah. Looking at him, so because you and I were like, man, you'd really be nice not to have to play Desmond Ritter. Now I don't. I mean. I don't know that you're going to make like, – I'm well, not saying well, that because he's not durable. I'm saying yeah. he hasn't thrown that much. Mm-hmm. Where's the rust factor? Mm-hmm. He's, you're counting on him 
to hold the offense together. Right? Yes. I, that's, yes. I don't know if you're counting on him to be the major playmaker, but you are counting on him to hold the offense together. I don't know. I have my concerns. I, I know why he's named the starter. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like more and more we're going to see Desmond Ritter. Oh, it's, point, uh, I mean, just, I, I, just because. I, I do think you're going to see Desmond Ritter some. Even if Marcus Mariota, quote, is playing well. Because if he's playing well, but the game's out of reach, hey, man, give, give the young guy some snaps. But the thing about Marcus Mariota is Marcus Mariota is going to either prove because he could be on that. He could be that Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, is a, is a, is a filler. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to start out the year like, hey, yeah, but man. How, how difficult is that to accept that? I mean, you're talking about uh, like, like Ryan I, I, Fitzpatrick. I would, like, I would say this. I would say you this. need me to not mess it up. And he understood yeah. that. I, like, I, would, I would say Marcus Mariota had to come to terms with the fact that uh, I wanted the team that wanted me. Like, Man, he could have been a you could have been a backup quarterback the rest of his career, making good money. I understand, but he said, "Dude, I was the second over." It's different if I'm a late round draft pick and I'm and I just make my career being a starter here and there, but being a I was the second overall pick. I'm supposed to be still with the Titans. Like, think about the teams that are really, really good. The teams that are really, really good, they take the guy they drafted, he balls out. They give him a second. They give him a big deal, like a Dak, like a Russell, you know, like a Russell Wilson, you know, and so on and so forth. Russell Wilson just started costing too much money, and the guy just won't stop being good. And think about Marcus Mariota. Dude, um, you're not with the Titans anymore. Matter of fact, you was with, people have forgot you was with the Raiders. So I think with Marcus Mariota is, hey, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just uh, continue my career on a team that wanted me, understanding what my role is, not saying things like I'm not a mentor. You notice, right, guys that can say that stuff, so I ain't no mentor. That's also Aaron Rodgers saying that, right? I bet you Drew Locke won't say that. I bet you Marcus <laughs> Mariota won't say that. I bet you Jameis Winston won't say that. Because that's a part of it. Like, if I'm a you tight end. You time, basically. If I'm a tight end. Look, look, look. I get drafted by the Titans. Aaron Kenny is the starter. He is the starting tight end. The first person I met when I walked in the facility was, was, uh, was Aaron Kenny. He had, on, he had on a hat. He had on a white polo with some shorts. He gave me his. He didn't give me his cell phone number. He gave me his card. He wrote his cell phone on the back. Right. And I'm thinking, I said, we got to have cards now. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> I said, we got to have cards. But this is what I realized, Kevin. He knows that the best man going to play. But he also knows I've been here five years, young pup. So as athletic as you want to be, I've, been, I've given five years. I'm a vet. You're going to need me. You know how much better that made me mentally knowing because it's better that he willingly – he don't have to now. Willingly gives me, you know, what I need from him than to be like – Figure cause, it out. Because I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Plus, listen, man, the, the type of tight end I am ain't the type of tight end EK was, right? EK was a boy in that run game. Mauler. Me, hey, I'm going to get in the way. Long enough to, that <laughs> running back there. I'm just, but we know – but at the same time, that, that kind of thing is important. But we'll see, Kevin. But Marcus Mariota, he knows what's at stake. I hope, I hope he gets it. And we'll see what, how he progresses here at camp with the Atlanta Falcons. Speaking of quarterbacks, a lot of folks talking about Trevor Lawrence. Jags early on in camp. We'll talk to John Shipley, Jaguar Report, when we come back here on 3 and Out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, 3 and Out. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, thanks for making us a part of your day. The NFL training camps are back at it. And the Jaguars, no, no different, Ben. Uh, a lot of question marks. Uh, about this Jaguars team. We're efforting John Shipley, Jaguar Report 
uh, to join us. But Trevor Lawrence, obviously going to receive a lot of scrutiny. One, you were the number one pick two years ago. Two, you're done with Urban Meyer. You were with Doug Peterson, who, as we kind of joked, has worked miracles. Won a, won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Right? He, won, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. What can he do with a talent that people, I, I think, pretty much across the board <laughs> believe is better than Nick Foles in Trevor Lawrence? How do you think we see that development from what a lot of people think was kind of a wasted rookie season at quarterback? Uh, well, Kevin, we, we oh, man, stability. Stability. I think, I think that the one thing that Trevor Lawrence does not lack is confidence <clears throat> and talent. He has both. That's the hardest thing. The, the, the talent part has never, ever been the key. Uh, it's the confidence. Kevin, we knew that he had, he's going to have to learn how to deal with losing. He's never lost in his life. Didn't lose in high school. Didn't lose in college. He, had, he, he knew uh, going to the number one over – I mean, going to a team like the Jaguars, he was possibly going to be losing some games. He's proven that he's not a front runner. He's proven to be a team player going to bat last year for James Robinson. He's proven to be a guy that's durable, uh, fighting, scratching and clawing to get, uh, to get back into the game uh, – you know, last year, I, I just think that sometimes, you know, we, we just got to see. So, uh, for me, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, I think what happens is uh, he just has to be a guy that, like, we, we got to give him a shot because, they Kevin, they gave him weapons. Tight end, healthy running back. That's that just from the draft. Right. T- uh, two receivers to go along with Marvin, to go along with Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, a slot guy that you do a lot, uh, do a lot with, and uh, – you know, a running game. Now, now we just got to wait and see. Yeah, and I, I think that is the uh, the part that when you read some of the uh, the missives coming out about early training camp, Ben, it is okay. Trevor Lawrence looks like he it's Trevor Lawrence, and uh, he's got a lot of uh, potential. Travis Etienne looks like he is back and ready to produce. Where's the rest of the playmakers? Where's the rest of the guys that are going to step up? Where who, who else is going to be somebody that the defense goes? Yeah, we probably need to pay attention over here. And that's obviously a problem. And I don't know if you're going to find that out in training camp, uh, as you said, Ben, when you're going up against, say, hey, receivers, we're going to jam you at the line a little bit and try to wrestle for the ball, but we're not going to play like you're going to see, you know, come game time when we're going to be trying to uh, to come up and dislodge you from the ball. Who, who steps up there? I, I think ETN is fascinating. Yeah. But if you're telling me, I, I don't care who you are. If you're telling me your best option on any football team is to dump it off to, to the running back <laughs> yeah. in the passing game, yeah. that's not good. Tell me how that worked out in Atlanta last year. right? If, if, if you look at it and say, hey, my best, my best option is to drop back and dump it to my running back, that's only going to take you so far. Yeah. Kevin, for my money, I think it's going to be Evan Ingram. <coughs> Excuse me. I just <coughs> – I apologize. I think that uh, – Sometimes when you start talking about like Even these playmakers, choked up over I always love the fact that the tight end get a chance to go out there and uh, because Kevin, the tight end position is the one position that that's kind of been lackluster, and I don't know who had the best tight ends in the NFL. I know that's probably Kansas City. The worst was definitely coming out of Jacksonville. We have found uh, John Shipley, Jaguar Report on SI joins us here on Three and Out. John, welcome. How are you? Hey, doing great. Sorry about that, guys. Hey, that's all right. We Ben and I were just talking about uh, Jacksonville, and I know you had a. Uh, kind of a thought there from from camp, Travis Etienne, who a lot of folks have talked about, looks good. But where's the rest of the weapons? Uh, so you're there uh, every day following this team. Where are the weapons there for Trevor Lawrence? 
Yeah, no, I'm, I think that's the primary question after the first few days of camp is, you know, who else other than Travis Etienne is going to step up? Uh, you know, they, they obviously made some big additions in free agency and Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, you know, all our receivers tied in. But none of those guys has consistently stood out, you know, throughout the, of the camp. I'd say Kirk has definitely been the most impressive of the three, but he, he's been far from dominant or anything like that. So I, I think at this point, you know, the Jaguars' skill positions, they look improved from last year, but I'm not sure if they look any better than, you know, maybe say average. I'm not sure they have the skill group that can really scare teams right now. John, when you think about when you think about a guy like uh, Christian Kirk who kind of set off alarms with everybody in free agency because of the deal that he got, you talk about Zay Jones, talk about Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has been a starter. Christian Kirk has been a third, you know, he's been a, a second or third receiver. None of these guys have been headliners. They're getting paid like headliners, but you got to play, you know, you know, above kind of like what you're getting paid right now, especially with your Christian Kirk. You say he hasn't looked the part. Do you think it's going to be by, you know, is, you think it's going to be like as a group they're going to have to be well, or do you think somebody can take like that, that alpha dog role and say, I'm going to be that guy in this uh, passing offense? I think right now just knowing the kind of offense they have and the players that they have in that room that – it's more likely to have the kind of offense where, you know, you'll never really know who the primary guy is. You know, it's always going to be somebody with the hot hand or somebody on that specific day. I'm not sure there's going to be, you know, any receiver on the team who is really commanding of a high volume of targets. I would guess that Kirk leads them in targets just because, you know, the one thing he's done well, you know, in training camp and one thing he's done a lot is, you know, work the underneath part of the field. He looks like he's going to be their primary, you know, third down conversion guy, the guy they go to when they need a catch no matter what in high leverage situations. But I'm not sure he's going to be a guy who's just seeing targets all over the place week in and week out. And I, through the first couple of days of training camp, you know, it definitely does look like they are missing that kind of alpha presence, that receiver. John Shipley, Jaguar Report. Joining us here on 3 and Out. And John, Trevor Lawrence going into year two. I don't know how you count last year under Urban Meyer, but what do you see from him uh, with Doug Peterson, is this a guy that, given all the distractions on and off the field last year, could take a huge step forward in quarterback development? No, I think the potential is definitely there for him to have that second-year leap. I think when you look at a lot of the good young quarterbacks in the NFL, most of them you saw you know, in the second year is really when they start to come into their own, start to blossom. And I think he has a chance to be you know, the next person in a long line of those guys. You know, He obviously has a lot to prove after last year. Last year, you know, like you said, it's hard to count it with the Urban Meyer year, but there were also games and instances where, you know, Lawrence could have been better himself. And I think he entered this offseason knowing that. So, so far, you know, through camp, he had, he had a perfect day on Tuesday. He was the 18 of 18 in team drills. You know, he was absolutely flawless. But that was, of course, you know, very early in training camp. You know, defensive backs aren't going as intense as they were, you know, yesterday or even today. I'd say even yesterday he looked sharp, but today – he was 6-16 six uh, in the red zone. He had a couple of touchdowns. He had three touchdowns, but he also had an interception and a few passes that, you know, were a bit high of the receivers. So there are definitely some improvements that he's uh, shown throughout the spring and through this period, but there are also some areas he needs to improve, and the red zone's a big one of those. John, with so much talk about the offense, rightfully so. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. No one's really talking about the defense. And I know that a guy like Javon Walker, right, wrong, and different, and when you're the number one overall pick, people consider you, you know, the best player in this recent draft. I know that he's going to have to, you know, be uh, Josh Allen's shadow because he's going to have to learn the ropes really, really quickly. He's going to play. How has he looked? I know it's a sample size uh, this early in camp, but how has he looked? 
Yeah, no, I, you, you put it perfectly when you said, you know, he's going to be Josh Allen's shadow. I, I remember when Josh Allen was a rookie, you know, it seemed like he followed Calais Campbell, you know, at every single drill, every part, you know, after and before the game. And it really looks like so far that Allen and Walker have that same kind of relationship. You know, uh, Allen's really embraced being that kind of veteran mentor. And it's hard to find them at any point in practice where they're not together, they're not learning from each other, and they're not helping each other improve. So I, I think he's definitely going to have that kind of veteran leadership role for Walker. And I, I think it's important for Walker to have that kind of veteran to show him the ropes because, like you said, you know, he's going to play a lot. They don't take a guy at number one overall, even if he is a guy who's seen as like kind of a long-term prospect. They don't take him at number one overall not expect him to play and contribute right away. So he's going to play a lot. He's going to be asked to produce right away. And uh, if he continues working alongside Allen, somebody who was very productive as a rookie, you know, he might be on his way to doing that. You look at the defense as a uh, whole, John, how good do you think that unit uh, can be? I I think it definitely has its potential. You know, they added players at every level of defense. You know, they added Walker along the edge. Foley Potakasi along the defensive line, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, uh, Forsade Alukan at inside linebacker, and then, of course, Darius Williams in the secondary. So the investments are there. Uh, there's also the development of some players that, if they take place, will really help the defense elevate. Uh, Tyson Campbell, you know, a second-year player out, out of Georgia, 33rd overall pick last year. And he had a tough start to his rookie season, but then ended up finishing really strong, showed a ton of potential. And then through camp, he's been fantastic. Uh, he had two pass breakups yesterday. Uh, he had another nice, really uh, good rep against Zay Jones in the red zone today where he just basically pinned him to the sideline and erased him on the throw to the corner of the end zone. So I think the potential is definitely there for the defense to you know, be a top 15 or so unit and take a leap. It's just there is some projection involved because they have a first-year coordinator in Mike Caldwell, and there are some uh, areas where the depth is maybe a little bit shaky, such as that outside linebacker. John, we are, we are a year removed from just, I mean, chaos will be putting it lightly when you talk about everything that was going on with the Jaguars team from Urban Meyer, Chris Doyle, Tim Tebow, the front office, just trying to, you know, Doug Peterson. I mean, uh, he, he could have been the biggest addition of the offseason that's not a player. Talk about just his common effect, understanding that, look, letting these guys, understanding these guys are going to get asked about Urban Meyer until they're not asked about it anymore, being able to have – a Super Bowl under his belt, and to be able to have taken a, another franchise that we had never seen win a Super Bowl. I know he got a much harder task with Jacksonville, but talk about you know uh, just his arrival and how much he's really made it feel like a professional atmosphere. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right on the money. I think you know when when you listen to some of the Jaguars players the last couple days, you know Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and you listen to how them talking about what Doug Peterson has brought. You know, compared to what they have last year, I, I think it's a really night and day difference. You know, Josh Allen put it best when he said that he feels like he's now in a professional locker room where the head coach treats them like grown men. And uh, Trevor Lawrence said the other day that Doug Peterson's a head coach who, you know, he really sets the standard, and you don't have to worry about him going off, you know, really the way we're past because, you know, he's setting the standard for how to act, you know, on and off the field. So I, I think it's a night and day difference. I think you can tell that. You know, players have more energy to them, and they're happier. I think the coaching staff's happier. And I think even, you know, not Jaguars, you know, personnel, you know, football ops, employees, that kind of thing, who aren't even players, I think they're happy. I think just a general vibe around training camp this year is much different compared to this point last year. John Shipley, Jaguar reporter, our guest here on 3 and Out. John, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. John Shipley joining us here. This is 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. 
Orlando Ledbetter, AJC.com. Late add to the show. He'll join us talking about Falcons camp as uh, you've got some early, at least, looks at what the offensive line could look like. Uh, Marcus Mariota is going to be the starter. Falcons came out and uh, and said that, Ben. So, looking forward to see what D. Orlando has to say from Falcons camp. D. Orlando is my source when it comes to the Falcons. <laughs> I take I, I ain't taking nothing away from anybody else. But D. Orlando, keep it a buck, Kevin. You know, he, it starts out with it looked good, and now it's keys like this. They need to get him out of there. I'm just, I, I, I'm just looking forward to it because the Orlando, like, look, man, I'm people gonna start holding me account. I, I, he got to keep it a bug. I, I appreciate like you know honest journalism and the Orlando about as about as good as it gets. Absolutely. So we'll get the hundred uh, percent skinny <laughs> on uh, what's going on there at uh, Flowery Branch. We got much more to come. Uh, Dear Orlando will join us in about uh, thirty minutes. We'll take three when we come back as well. It's three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Hit us up on Twitter, at Pigskin Radio. We're streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Hour 2, 3 and out. Kevin and Ben, glad you are with us here on the show. We'll hear from D. Orlando Ledbetter, AJC.com. Coming up, we'll get the very latest from Falcons camp there in Flowery Branch. We know Marcus Mariota is going to be the starter. How long will that last? What's that offensive line looking like? We know D. Orlando's got a lot of... Salty opinions about that offensive line and where it should be and where it uh, could be headed. And more. So with the very latest from D. Orlando coming up in just a little bit. But Ben, first, let's take three here on three and out. All right, take one. Julio Jones caught a pass from Tom Brady at training camp today. It looks just look weird. <coughs> what players, in your opinion, don't look right? And you can say a lot of them. Some of them, it just takes mm-hmm. them getting used to it. Yep. You're like, oh, okay. But what players, like, never will look right wearing somebody else's uniform? Tyree Hill. I mean, you've gotten – haven't we gotten used to him just with that, that red and gold? You just got used to him seeing all of a sudden he goes to what? That 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 Miami blue and orange? Uh, I got to say it, man. Julio, come on, man. It's like I, I, I respect the fact that you are moving on with your career. I respect the fact that you are you are definitely uh, ring chasing, as you should. <laughs> as a person that wore that pewter and uh, and you, red, you, you you respect the ring chasing. I, I do. I, I I do at a certain point, Kevin. Because okay, Julio's like, look, Julio is in the perfect position because he's not. While he has can show flashes, he don't got to be the guy anymore. That's Mike Evans. That's that's Godwin. You know, he don't. He, and plus, he got if anybody can get him there, which is wearing number eighty five and. He said the number don't make me, I make the number. And you know, it's just it's just crazy right now. Uh I mean, Chandler Jones being with the Raiders is, is a little funny because he, you know, I'm just I'm used to Chandler. I mean, obviously Chandler Jones played for the uh the Cardinals and he played uh for New England, but just to have on that that silver and black, uh, it's a little weird. But let's let's just call it what it is. The weirdest is Matt Ryan. That's the weirdest. We're trying to tiptoe around it, Kevin. I know Kevin liked the Coast jerseys. I know some reports coming out of, you know, Indy that he running the show up there. It's weird. It's weird having Matty Ice wear anything but that red and black. It just is. And I know it hasn't officially happened yet, but it's weird. He went from, well, I like red and black on the Falcons. I don't necessarily like red and black because, you know, there's another team in the state of Georgia that wears it. But, Kevin, <laughs> that, 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 just, that, just, that just, you know, that, uh, I call it that Kentucky, that Kentucky blue, right? And white. Matty Ice. That plain the plain he went from red and black to plain Jane, baby. We just plain <laughs> Jane around here. We don't need all those colors. 
It's all about it's all about, you know, what we do on the field. So give me a, you know, Matthew Ryan of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's where I think it's just sports in general. Seeing Jordan wearing the Washington <laughs> Wizards, that never has looked right to me. Like I get it happened, but I've kind of erased it from my memory that it actually happened. I mean, I mean, do, do you do you how many how many posters do they got of Jordan in Washington? Because they're like, hey, listen, man, who y'all best player? John Wall, don't you ever say that again. No. Right now it's Bradley Beal. I get it. But, yeah, Kevin, I mean, Jordan having on. Uh, I mean, when you put it like that, he, you have some guys. He, so I got to go back to these great Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks, man. You know, like Rasheed Wallace and Carmelo Anthony. Oh, that's right. They didn't They didn't play. No. How long did Rasheed Wallace play for the Hawks? A couple of days? A couple of weeks? <laughs> I think it was three games. Three games. What he got out of there. Just, I will say this. And I will, and, and and I know to watch Randy Moss wear the eighty four that I wore with the Titans. That was weird. Like it, it, it just because he he wasn't himself. He didn't want to play for nobody. But because when he left, uh, when he when he got let go by New England, he tried a lot of teams. He was he was with them Titans wearing that eighty four, and I wore that. But it looked weird on Randy Moss. It just looked weird on him. That two tone blue, you got to be got to be built for that two tone. <laughs> <laughs> Only certain guys can wear. 84 <laughs> in Tennessee Titan Blue. And if your name's not Ben, you can uh, no, take no, it no, off. no, 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 no. Take just, that jersey. I know, off. I'm, I'm just saying, Kevin, I mean, Matt Ryan, man, an indie man, come on. That will look weird. I, again, you've seen it in practice. It kind of feels like a weird dream where you're just like, eh, it's not good. When I see him in a real game wearing the Colts jersey, I'll be like, I ain't going to lie. Michael Vick, Michael, 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 I ain't going to lie. When Michael Vick was with the Jets, that was weird as hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just was. Like, come on, Mike Vick. <laughs> I get it. Moving along, Ben, take two. NIL always in the news, but have we found the perfect one? Is Dakota's Crawford wide receiver from Nebraska winner of the best NIL deal uh, ever after he signed a deal with a Nebraska-based heating and cooling company? SOS Heating and Cooling announced the deal and said, if anybody wants to know who has the coldest AC, it's the coldest. The coldest Crawford knows. What, is this the best ever NIL deal that we've that we've seen? Yes, yes. Unless like, unless like bumper pool for Arkansas <laughs> do like a bumper car type thing. Yes, Kevin. Because this is the thing, right? The coldest comes out. The wound. He gets named the coldest. His parents know nothing about NIL. If his parents can see that far into the future, I have a three-piece suit waiting for you, and I have a flight to Vegas waiting for you. No, Kevin. Certain things. Chess makes sense. You are a heating and air conditioning company in Nebraska. You're saying, man, how can we get in on this? And the guy in the corner, who they kept saying, not today, not now, not now, not now. He goes, what? What is it? He goes, there's a wide receiver receiver that plays for Nebraska. What is his name? His name is Dakotas. They like this. (laughs) Are you you playing with me right now? Like, Kevin, (laughs) if there's ever been a a layup, this is it. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I take it a step further. Just say NIL isn't going on. <laughs> you should still give. You the still deal. got to do something with it, right? <laughs> What's up? It's the coldest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out to the coldest man. Hey, shout out to your parents. No, no. Shout out to everybody that said don't name that boy that. Cause everybody don't name that boy that. Thank God he became an incredible saying, player. The but foresight you know, on that one was amazing. Like, like there's a there's a. Track athlete at Florida. His name is Champion Allison. In the recent worlds, he was the fourth leg of the four by four. So, 
either either America was going to win it with a guy named champion or <laughs> you're going to be champion in second place. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like certain certain times it ain't. Yeah. But Kevin, luckily for him, he did bring it home. So champion is a champion. Shout out to people like Champion. Shout out to Dakotas. Yeah, Dakotas hey. Crawford knows where Dakotas there is. I'm right? loving it. That, I, well, that's I mean, a layup. Again, that's one of those things where it's like you just wake up and go, oh, this. so we can do this? Oh. <laughs> like You probably couldn't get him on the phone fast. Hey, man, we want to make you a spokesperson for our company. We got listen, We have an offer that you can, literally cannot yes. say no to. Like it doesn't make any more Like You couldn't have it make any more sense than Dakota, what it does. I, this, I saw that today. Dakotas. I was like, now – this that boy a, cold. That now, boy yeah, cold. Now this, is, now, this is a case where NIL just totally makes sense. Right? Yep. You're literally using my name to help promote yes. the company at the end of the day. I'd be like, hey, 100%. I think that's the best tie-in uh, you know, we've seen to date in all of this NIL talk. All right, Ben, take three. And it's always the most important question of the day when we do take three. Today is National Chili Dog Day. Build me up your chili dog because Kevin? people, I mean, people get upset. Kevin, I mean, I'm serious. Like, you see people come to blows over chili dog where it's like, you put, be, you put beans on it? Yeah. You put your, like, build me your dog. All right. I think, I mean, as a, as a chili connoisseur, <clears throat> I think good chili doesn't eat beans. Like, good chili, <clears throat> beef, that's, that's all you need. Good seed, you don't need a lot of beans. But, I'm going to put a little, I'm gonna put a little, j- just a little bit of a uh, little, uh, little bit of chili, just to nestle my dog right now. Not a lot. So you're not drowning bit. it in the. Chili. I'm not drowning. I'm not drowning. I'm gonna put a little. That's mistake number one. Hold on, hold on. Put, put my dog. <laughs> listen, listen. Let, let, let me tell you something. We I, haven't I, even got. Oh, uh, I guarantee you this. A chili dog is the one food item. It ain't gonna take long. Like it's the one item you might be eating it before you get to the table. You, uh, you that thing is ready. Put it just a little bit. Sit him down right there. Just give you a little, uh, give a little, a little, little pool of chili to sit in. Just a little taste. Then, all right, I'm going to put, put some more chili on the top. Now, I've never did this, Kevin, but I will do this. I, I, like, I like to see the one that got all the, uh, all the onions on the top. The little, listen, I'm talking about finely chopped onions. I'm talking about, you know, uh, Guy Fieri chopped. They chopped top. Not the big chunky one. No, 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 no. Then, I'm going to take that shredded cheese. And I'm gonna just put it right there on the top, right? And before, and listen, listen. And I'm not even leaving. I'm not turning around. I'm not putting it on the plate. I'm doing this, you know. I'm going. I'm going right <laughs> You're there. You're not even waiting for the no, cheese to melt. No, no, Kevin, no. Because this is the thing, right? That is the most underrated thing on a chili dog. You do not see. I knew Kevin was gonna say that. I got friends that go. You got to wait on the cheese to melt. No, you do not. No, that is something. Now. What makes the cheese melt? If the freaking chili is super hot, the chili, if it's the chili super hot, that cheese going to, mm, it's going to come on down in there. Listen, a little bit of, listen, a little pool, hot dog, more chili, you know, uh, give, give me my slice, give me my uh, diced up onions, give me my shredded cheese, and we finna get right. I'm talking about, hopefully, I done ate it so fast that if somebody else is making me another one, they can make it and just hand it to me. Because I'm saying, Kevin, because this is the thing, right? Hot dogs, cool. You don't play by chili dogs, bro. You, I mean, uh, that's taking it to another level. Because, Kevin, how often – chili dogs is one of those items you should eat it more. You just don't. I, I understand that. But, but, that, but that's, no, that's I, how I, – I A couple of flaws there. <laughs> it, it might, one, I would debate a good chili dog 
you need to eat with a fork. Because you put so much on there. Come on. The, the bun has got side. You're right. You're like, right. I know some people are like, hey, I'm not saying it's going to stay in my hand. You at least got to fill up the trough. Like, I would uh, prefer, like, spilling all the way over. But oh, so, you, so are you, you going to just open up your bun? Just open it oh, up? Yeah, you got to fill it up. All right. You got to have it spilling out of there. You can't just, hey, put me a line down the middle. No, no. Put some, if you're going to put chili on it, put it on there. So, so, so hold on. So, are you putting your own chili? Or are you, uh, unfortunately, we're at an event. And somebody says, tell me when, and they just dump yeah, and look at you. That thing and give, I, me a, give me a fork. No, but look, so I could take it either way. Beans, no beans. I don't care. As long as it has a good spice to it, I agree. Get your little mustard on there. I agree. Finally, chop on it. I don't want to have like big. I, I'm not I don't, I don't want the big chunk. Give me the little. I prefer you just cook it in the chili and it's fine. But mustard and then 100% do agree with Ben. You got to sprinkle the cheese on top. You got to let it melt a little bit and sprinkle it on there. Don't do the. Hot nacho. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, no, yeah. To you, to you, to you, nah. Let, let me tell you something. Like, I know people do that thing. Just <coughs> See, get a yeah. ladle and ladle some cheese. That's called no. being lazy. Yeah, no. Sprinkle That's, it in No, there. no. I'm going to say something <laughs> that Mama B, the, the mother of BJ Bennett, told him. Yes. Certain things are for children. You don't put no, I mean, give me that queso looking cheese. No, 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 no. <laughs> the runny Velveeta, man. Yeah, man. Like somebody no. said, the same person that said, yeah, one of the best cheeses, man, that's Velveeta. That was, what? That was, uh, that was uh, Brooks Austin. <laughs> Next time I talk to Brooks, we're going to have a discussion about how Velveeta doesn't count. I said, Brooks, listen, we're not doing it. You, you, <laughs> you can't do that. If there is a cheese competition, Velveeta is not invited. You know? <laughs> Come on. They're the last ones <laughs> uh, getting into the party, and they may, may be on the reserve list. But anyway... Or the standby list, excuse me. But yeah, sprinkle the cheese on yes. there. I prefer it overflowing, so you have to eat it with a fork. If yes. not, just do it that way, but you got to fill the trough up with chili. You can't just give me a little slap <clears throat> yeah. slab on top of the dog. No, We, we ain't playing with the chili dogs, man. Are we eating dogs, a man. chili dog, or are we eating a dog that you just sprinkle some stuff? No, put the Kevin chili on Kevin said it's time it. to get sloppy, man. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time. Listen, get out of get out all this cute stuff. Are we going to do this, or are we not? That's, what, that's all I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. What Kevin is really saying is this. Kevin comes like, in, everybody's eating the their chili dog. The people that say, I'm going to put a line of chili down the dog, and that's it, are the same people that put one slice of cheese on a grilled cheese and call that grilled cheese. Are you no, no, serious? No, 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 no. You got to stack it up and make sure it's, you know, really gooey, really let me, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all something. If I walk into a function, <laughs> and, and, and we have chili dogs, right? If the chili ain't ain't on the size of your mouth when you're eating it, you did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. All, 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 all this, all this. Uh, <laughs> you walk around and say, "Are we, are we people? Do we eat chili dogs for real?" 100%. I want a chili dog to look like you just gave it to a one year old and this is their first time eating. I want it all <laughs> over them. That's what I want it to look saying. like. Spill it all over the place. It's all good. National Chili Dog Day. Go enjoy that. Take three. We do it every day this time. We'll have D. Orlando coming up in about 15 minutes. It is three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Three and out. Kevin and Ben, thanks for making us a part of your day, Ben. We are less than a month away from college football. Today's July 28th, and on August the 27th, we will have college football. I know some of you out there listening this afternoon are getting pumped up. Just be saying the words. August 27th, we got college football back. And we will be entitled to some gems, Ben. Vandy at Hawaii, Nebraska, Northwestern, Wyoming, Illinois, Charlotte, FAU, UTEP, North Texas. College football is back. Or we could just wait for week two. Yeah, we're gonna be waiting for <laughs> week two. I mean, I, I, th- I, I mean, the thing, the thing is this. I mean, you know, if we've waited all offseason, exactly. we get Vandy Hawaii. Exactly. Vandy was like, we finally get a showcase game. It's week zero. <laughs> it's in Hawaii. 
Hey, I'll take, I mean, I'll take that. I mean, of course. Like, it's, listen, man. I mean, can we lose? Really? We can. Probably will. <laughs> but at least we're in Hawaii, right? Like, Kevin, look. Sometimes, Kevin, you got to take what you can get, right? I get it. I mean, college football, listen, whoever's over that program in the weekend, they saying, look, man, I just want everything to go smooth. I don't want no rain out. I don't want no delays. Listen, we're going to be working. Why? Because a week from now, nothing can go wrong. Do you hear me? Like the stars will be aligning the week. Like, you know, Ohio State, Notre Dame is the next week. Georgia, you know, Oregon is the next week. Florida, Utah, LSU, Florida State. It's like, once again, people, we always go about branding. What do you rather see? Vanderbilt and I mean, didn't Hawaii used to be the fighting rainbows? I know not the fighting long, rainbows yeah, now. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Kevin, listen, you gotta take what you can get. Right? Coach Clark Lee said we are looking to be the best. Best program in America. Best program <laughs> in America. I, I can't even say I, that I don't that. even know what time the game on Hawaii starts. Like, what time <laughs> does that game start? I mean, if it's eight o'clock here, it's gotta be four. Like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, like they're like, having they're, breakfast they're like four hours behind California. Is it that far? Yeah. It's like, it's think about this. Think about this. Thank God they got a charter flight. They're going to, whoop, they are going from Nashville <laughs> to Hawaii. Now, on a regular flight, he'll probably go from Nashville to California, California, Hawaii. California, I think California, Hawaii is like another four-hour flight. So once again, I am, Man, at least, I, am at, I am at least flying, at the bare minimum, I'm flying nine hours, like eight, nine hours. You better win. You better do something. Hey, listen, fellas, <laughs> we better find a way to get. Now, I will say this. In a, in, a, in a situation like that, because you already know, I would think that if anything, I mean, you know, you're going to make that, you know, whatever whatever charter that uh, uh, Vanderbilt takes, they might get a bigger one for this one because you got to everybody. Yeah. We got to take everybody. What do you mean? Uh, If they, if, you know, Nashville media, good luck because y'all finna be in the back of that plane. But, hey, Kevin, you got to take what you can get. But hey, we it, it would definitely make us we're we're back, but we're like Texas back. We're not like back back. <laughs> no, I just I, I I saw that and I was looking at it because I, I know we wait so long for college football, right? We sit there in the off season. We're like, hey, media days are here. The countdown is on. Can't wait to see uh, games back. And I, I I know we will, but it's like you, you get all the build up and the hype for college football. It's Georgia, Oregon. It's Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, it's uh, I think LSU and Florida State. Yeah, LSU. Are, yeah, are yeah. I mean, you but, got you got but, oh, you got you Ohio. Got, you got Ohio State Notre Dame but, the first game of the year. As I say, so you have the huge buildup, and then you realize the actual week that college football starts. It's Vandy, Hawaii. It's Nebraska Northwestern, which that's a conference game. It's all. <laughs> so it's like you come out of the gate, and it's like there's so much fanfare for the start of college football, and week zero is just a. A, a landmine standing in the way of us getting to college football. And am I going to watch some of these? Probably, but it just doesn't feel safe. I feel like if you're going to build it up, can we just do away with week zero? Like, can we, seriously? Yeah, can yeah. we just not do that? No, no, no. Yes, like, I, I, I'll never understand that, though. Like, I, I get people want to have their quote, standalone weekends, especially when you're not, you're not going to get any once the season yeah, starts. if you're UTEP, you're like, hey, can we get prime time for North Texas? <laughs> like, hey, hey, what do you mean? Hey, coach, can I introduce you in a week zero? Absolutely. Who we got? UTEP. <laughs> what? I mean, no, no. If you're, 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 listen, Put you're, us out there. You're Clark Lee. 
You're at Vanderbilt. Sure. They say, hey, we're going to give y'all what we've never given y'all. What is that? Stay in the I'm, try, I'm trying to see if that's, that, that, if that's uh, on, like, big-time TV. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking it up. Who right we got? Now. Hawaii. Keep talking about Oh, we got Hawaii it. at home? No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Well, the thing about Hawaii is we have to limit their travel because no matter who they play, it's going to be a long ways away. Like, no matter who they play. They can play a bunch of California teams. Washington, you know, Oregon, it's going to be a long way. So we thought that maybe you guys want to go to Hawaii. Why? Well. I'm sorry, Ben. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 1030 at night on CBS Sports Network. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, Kevin. So what I'm saying is. So So I would, I would, I would yeah. think that since Vanderbilt is in week zero, they don't have a game the next week. They don't have a game. So it's like, look. You guys, if they're playing all the way on the other side of the world, probably not yet. Yeah, it's, it's like it's 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 essential essential to like an international game, you know, for for the NFL. We're gonna let you guys come out here. Oh no, Vanderbilt's got to come back. Oh, oh no, 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 they, they, they do. They get. Oh, okay. They, they get, okay. No, but, no, no, they don't. Yes, they are playing. No, sorry, they they have all the scores listed as week one. So they play August twenty seventh, and then they don't play again. It looks like until September tenth. So they get okay. a little bit of time. I, that's. That I mean, better, I, 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 would, I would think, I would hope I would that you would let Kevin. the players, like, enjoy themselves a little bit. You know? I ain't never been to Hawaii. I ain't going to lie. I ain't never been to Hawaii. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a player and I'm going to get to go play in Hawaii, all right. You know? But we, like I said, college football, especially in the South, we hype it up. It's like, oh, football's back, man. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Georgia, Oregon. It's going to be – no. Well, first off, you got to go Wyoming at Illinois, Duquesne at Florida State, NFAU Charlotte before you can get to the next Saturday of full college football. I just think that to me that is one spot where you look at the week zero games and either make week zero huge or just don't do it. Nope. Right? Look, I I get it. Some of these lower tier schools are like, hey, that's when we can do it. We want to make it work so we can get paid, maybe get a little exposure. Okay. But to me, college football is so that first big Saturday, like when you're like, hey, college football is back, you want to see some big games. And we have that, but we don't want to say the season is here and hype it up and say, and it's headlined by Wyoming, Illinois. Come on, do better. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. What you're if your college do. football as a whole, do away with week zero and yeah. just start it with a big kickoff Saturday. Everybody's starting. Yes. Today. It is amazing. There's 100 games uh, going on between FBS nah, if you, if you, and if you wanna If you want to, if you want to do it to where you do it kind of like, you know how like, uh, uh, NCAA basketball when they kick off they'll go. Hey man, we'll start on like yeah, Wednesday night or Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we can do that. Hey, we got Wednesday, we got th- do that because come on, man. Like, yes, and and once again, the perception of UTEP and North Texas is not what we see it as. They're gonna be like, y'all don't know what y'all talk about. <laughs> you know, they're like, cool. But week zero used to be. I mean, Florida played Miami on week zero right. like, three, like two or three years ago. Used to at least have a headliner game. Yeah. You don't even have that. And think about that. If if if, if the teams, if the if the coaches and the players of the team, we talk about saying, "What you mean we headliners?" Uh, hey, headliners are different things to different people. It is not across the board. But shout out to Clark Lee. You know, I mean, going all the way to Hawaii, you're going to enjoy yourself regardless. But if you're going to enjoy yourself even more if you get that dub, just saying. <laughs> what if they don't? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, and listen, all I'm going to say is this. I, I played I play with the Raiders, and we, play, we played the Dolphins. Right. Obviously, we lost. And y'all were chalking that up as a dub. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What it is is I was like, dude, it's a long flight. Even long the flight when we lose. Well, you, well, 
Well, what do you think we're going to do? <laughs> bruh? It's rough. <laughs> There's a quick look at week zero. Yikes. Of, uh, of college football. We'll come back. We'll get the very latest from Falcons training camp. Look to check in with D. Orlando Ledbetter, AJC.com. Next, it is three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on three and out. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop, thanks for making us a part of your day. Falcons training camp there up at uh, Flowery Branch. And uh, we know Marcus Mariota going to be QB1 for the Atlanta Falcons. Here to talk about that and more. Covers the Atlanta Falcons. Does a tremendous job from the AJC.com. D. Orlando Ledbetter joins us. Daryl, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Kevin and Ben. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, right out the gate, Falcons named Marcus Mariota their starter. Ben and I were looking at it. What, 30 attempts in two years? Hasn't played more than 15 games in a season in his career. What do you think the Falcons are expecting to get here uh, out of Marcus Mariota? Yeah, they, they um, you know, the the, uh, the coach didn't support that report today. <laughs> he said he's not ready to name the starter, but we all kind of know he's going to be starting, and, and uh, the quarterback coach kind of jumped the gun on that. But um, I think we know that he's going to start, and they're going to try to, um, you know, see if they can salvage his career just like uh, the Titans did with Ryan Tannehill over in uh, in Tennessee. D. Orlando, when you think about a guy like Arthur Smith, right, so much talk about the defense and the young D-line led by, you know, Ebigite and out Lorenzo Cardi. Talk about uh, how is this offense going to look. How has the mood been year two of Arthur Smith? Because with so many questions, I think the biggest one is, what do the Atlanta Falcons have in Arthur Smith right now? Yeah, well, you know, he was supposed to be an offensive, um, you know, guru genius or, you know, whatever the term is that people like to use, uh, you know, he got a lot of production out there, Kerry, in, in Tennessee. And here in Atlanta, he didn't, He doesn't have that type of bell call back to power the offense. You know, last year he did uh, uh, did a great job of getting the ball to Corderell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. And, you know, that was about it. You know, they were 31st in rushing. Uh, the passing was, you know, middle of the pack. But you had an established passer uh, that you couldn't keep upright. So, uh, you know, he's building. He doesn't have the team in here. He doesn't have the players in here that, that will um, play the kind of power football he wants to play and uh, run the ball the way uh, they ran it in Tennessee and then throw off of that. So, um, you know, they're be rebuilding, and uh, you kind of got to reserve uh, your full judgment until you get to, uh, you know, a good football team in here. So who are the playmakers, uh, Daryl, on this team? Uh, obviously, last year, uh, it was Patterson, who was kind of a hybrid guy. Who's who? Are, who are the playmakers on this team? Yeah, you start with Pitts and Patterson, and then you know you lost. Uh, you, know, you lost a lot last year. Um, you know, with uh, Calvin Ridley being out, and now Russell Gage is gone. So you got to count on the rookie there, uh, Drake London from USC. The kid Brian Edwards they picked up from the Raiders. He looks like he can make some plays. Lamade Zacchaeus is going to get a shot to be the fourth guy. Um, you know, and then in the backfield, you got uh, Damian Williams coming over from the Bears. He's been a quality uh, backup wherever he's been. Uh, and then you want to see if you got uh, something with the rookie fifth-round pick from uh, BYU, Tyler Algier. So uh, that, that appears to be the, the cupboard uh, uh, for the weapons right now. And, D. Orlando, when you think about a guy like Drake London, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, you, you've seen him now. You've seen him in person. I mean, obviously, 
know, being the number one receiver taken out of the, you know, out of those guys that went first round over Alave, over Gary Wilson, and so you've seen him in person. How is he fluid? Is he is he quick? I know he's tall. How fast is he? Yeah, he uh, he he looks good uh, running outside the numbers. I haven't seen him send him on a nine route yet. So um, I'm gonna take C.J. Yates' words that he he can get open deep. C.J. told me that hey, he can get open deep. He's got enough speed to do that. So um, uh, until I see it, you know, I'm leaning on T.J. Yates telling me he can do it. Uh, I mean, that was the questions we had on him coming out. He had a bad ankle. Uh, but he ran pretty fast for the Falcons, and you know they they felt that uh, for what they want to do, he was a better fit for them. The Orlando Ledbetter joining us here, AJC.com. Daryl, I know you've been critical of the Falcons' offensive line and the way they're constructed, and some of the the, the misses along that offensive line. What do you think they do well? Uh, what do you think they'll succeed at here in twenty twenty two? Yeah, they 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 um. They got to move around some people or, or get the right people in there because they didn't do nothing well, guys. I mean, they gave up 40 sacks, and they were 31st in rushing. So, you know, them are the two things you need your offensive line to do is uh, open up some holes and uh, protect the quarterback. So, um, you know, you got to – I don't know if Drew Dahmer's an upgrade at center. Uh, can Mayfield get better at left guard? You know, the coach said he had three open spots. And then right tackle, who's going to be the winner over there? They, um, uh, uh, Gary's come back in great shape, and everybody's raving about him being in great health and looking good. So he might be able to hold on this spot, but we're going to need him to stop giving up so many uh, sacks. Uh, you know, they're going to need him to stop doing that if he's going to be out there and he can maul people and uh, get after people in the run game, which is what they said he was coming out of Washington. We haven't seen that even yet. We knew he was going to struggle against elite speed, but, you know, you got to keep him out of those past obvious passing situations. And when you do, um, you know, you got to send him some help over there. Give him a tight end or a back to help him out over there. Uh, you know, and they, they, um, they know that. When you think about this defense, I mean, I, you know, I mentioned earlier, we talk about a, a defensive line that right, wrong, and different. If you play defensive line, you know, uh, for the, uh, uh, you know, for the Atlanta uh, Falcons, you're going to get that moniker of who can be a consistent pass rusher. Can it be individually with Lorenzo Carter or Ebagite, or is it going to be by committee? I, I, I'm thinking it's probably going to have to be by committee, to Orlando. When you think about the fact that there is no lead dog right now, that it's really going to scare any offensive line uh, going up against this young defensive line. Yeah, no doubt. They're going to need some interior push, too. I don't want to put too much pressure on the outside guys. But, you know, if you got somebody pushing up the middle, uh, along with Grady Jarrett, you know, that's got to be Marlon Davidson or Tyquan Graham. If they can get back there, they're going to be, they're going to be singled up because everybody's going to slant to Grady. Uh, you saw where the Lions put three people on Grady. And at some point, you know, the other guys got to get there. So, uh, you know, the nose tackle, we don't know who that's going to be, Rush. Uh, but the other defensive end in the 3 fourths, Graham or Davidson, or, or uh, if they get beat out, somebody else. And then uh, on the outside, it's got to be Audio Gunder, Jay Lorenzo Carter, uh, D'Angelo Malone, the uh, Western Kentucky kid, and then Arno Ibikutay kid from Penn State. He was taken in the second round. So those are your top four edge rushers. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe – We'll see somebody find their way to the quarterback a little bit more than we've seen in recent years. 
Back in today, uh, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins at safety, A.J. Uh, Terrell and uh, Casey Hayward at corner. How much do you read into that this early in camp? Is that what they're thinking could be the starting uh, defensive backfield? How, what do you take from that here early? Yeah, that's the expectation uh, is that that's going to be the starting lineup. You know, um, uh, you know, Jalen's been out there. He's been splitting time. Richie was at the nickelback and, and uh, uh, you know, special teams last year. Now he's just um, – Learning that one spot, he, he he did work a lot with Deron Harmon after practice. So he told me today that he's comfortable and ready to go. So he said, "I'm out there talking my smack. I know where I'm supposed to be, you know." And so that's you know that's who he was as advertised. But he had to learn the defense, and they took a year with him to to teach it to him. And uh, instead of just throwing him out there uh, cold last year, so so he said he's ready to go, and, and he's a confident guy. So uh, I'm going to take his word that he's ready to go back there and do do the thing. Deolana, when you think about Terry Fontenot, <clears throat> not dealing with a lot of money, obviously in the last couple of offseasons was only able to sign the 2021 draft class when you got rid of, uh, you know, Julio, kind of in a similar situation this year. With, with the money that he had to work with, what grade would you give him, even though we haven't seen him on the field yet, what grade would you give him being able to put together a roster? Well, um, yeah, I think they've done a good job of finding um, bottom-of-the-barrel guys, uh, you know, on the cheap because, you know, they didn't have any money. Uh, kids like Anthony Rush came in and made some plays for them last year. Um, you know, I, I, the only suspect thing for me is I don't know why they haven't touched the offensive line in two years. You know, they've done a good job of rebuilding the wide receiving core. Uh, you know, I like some of the veterans they brought in here. Auden, uh, Tate, Amir Bird, you know, guys that have gotten open in the league before Geronimo Allison. You know, so they don't look uh, like misfits out there. I mean, you don't have a top-end guy like a Julio or a Ridley yet, uh, but you do have the tight end. So uh, they're building from the outside in. And, uh, you, know, I, I'm, you know, I'm an inside-out guy, so... You know, I want to be able to come out there and just beat you up with my line and uh, then get after your quarterback. And so far, this team is not that. And Terry's coming from the States, and that's how they were they were built down there. Um, and so we're still waiting to see what the master plan is for the trenches. Daryl Orlando Ledbetter, AJC.com, joining us here on 3 and Out. And uh, Daryl Arthur Smith, uh, obviously last year, new regime, new way of doing things, didn't play – Pretty much, if you were a star player, you didn't really play in the preseason. Do you think he learned from that? Is he going to follow that same script? Because they seemingly got off to a sluggish start from an execution standpoint. Do you expect we'll see at least a little bit of some of the guys uh, that are kind of your star players in in the spring? And do you think maybe he would do it a little differently than he did it last year? Yeah, he's going a different direction. He's already told us that. Um, you know, the two scrimmages are, are a, a point to that. You know, the two joint scrimmages, you got, um, you know, they scrimmaged Miami last year, then didn't play the people in the game. So they're going to they're gonna scrimmage the Jets up in New York here in a couple weeks and uh, after the Detroit game, and then they're going to uh, scrimmage Jacksonville for two practices down here before the game. So um, starters are going to play uh, certainly in those first two games, maybe just a quarter, maybe just a little bit, maybe go to halftime that second game. And uh, they might even play them in the third game um, because there's a big break between uh, August the 27th, the last game, um, and the opener on September the 11th. You kind of got an open window. So, um, 
Uh, there's the opportunity to play a lot more. He's going to do it. Uh, we don't know exactly how much, who's going to get the first half and the second half, but they've only been playing two quarterbacks, so they're not going to send Felipe out there. Uh, they want to see if he can play tight end. Wow, and even with that, uh, D. Orlando, I mean, uh, you know, Marcus Mariota, obviously he's going to be the starter, even if the quarterback's coaching whomever jumped the gun. Desmond Ritter is going to get some playing time. Because Marcus Mariota hasn't played meaningful snaps since 2018, he's never had a full season that he was healthy. What is the likelihood that Desmond Ritter is going to get meaningful playing time this year? Oh, Ben, it's it's a a great – it's a great uh, – I don't know what the odds are. I put him at 98%. It's a great chance is what I'm trying to say. Um, you look, look at the schedule. I mean, they could start two and five. And, and, you know, Mariota might come up with a hamstring or something, you know, or something, you know, that can't really tell his back or something. And uh, that's been his history. Uh, you know, his former coaches have told me that. Uh, he's not – a leader doesn't have a reputation of being a leader that's going to put the team on his back, whereas Desmond has that quality. So, um, you know, maybe he's learned on how to lead a team from his days watching Derek Carr. But, you know, the coaches tell me you don't learn from watching. You learn from getting out there on the field. So I fully expect him to be a bridge to Ritter. About the eighth, ninth game, I fully expect Desmond to be out there and uh, for them to get a full evaluation uh, of him on the second half of the season before they go into the draft and see if they got to you know, go for the Alabama kid or the Ohio State kid uh, if they're up that high. The Orlando Ledbetter, our guest here on 3 and Out. Daryl, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Sure, no problem, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me. Always. The Orlando Ledbetter joining us. Great coverage of the Atlanta Falcons there, AJC.com. And, uh, Ben, you talked about the quarterback play. He said, oh, it's happening. Like, you will see Desmond Ritter out there and – Kind of some scathing reviews there of Marcus Mariota saying, look, he's not been a guy that puts a team on his back, uh, at least at the professional level. What's kind of your thought when you hear that? Part of the injury prone. I mean, look at never had it. Never had a full season. Hasn't played meaningful staff since 2018. So I think what happens is, what make you think all of a sudden it's just going to become something different, Kevin? We always talk about this. You know, as a man gets older, he settles into who he is, not what he's hoping to become. No, he's trying his best to not become his dad. That's that, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm not saying that Marcus Mariota is a long way from a you know from his dad. But I'm, what I'm saying is. Haven't seen him in a while. And, Kevin, let's just go back to when he got it. When they said Marcus Mariota just got signed, we was like, it wasn't like people were like, yes. It was like, Marcus Mariota? Like, we, we know of him. We know what he's capable of doing. But it doesn't really seem like, you know, the most confident <laughs> if you are a Falcons fan. So I think what happens is, think about it. One guy is a starter because he's been there. The other guy is not a starter yet because he doesn't know it yet. One guy isn't a leader who's been there. The other guy who just got there is so – you know, the, Monica, the, the the sad part about whatever position you play, whatever comes with the position, first guy in, last guy to leave, that stuff that goes with, you know, I mean, freaking Kyler Murray is doing a press conference to talk about his four hours mandatory. <laughs> because no matter what, that's what people are going to think. Do you don't watch no film? 
And Kevin, in the break, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what the Twitter sphere did to show like how, how uh, Kyler Murray is gonna do watching film. Yeah. It is going to crack you up because I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you don't you don't want to get the persona of not doing what quote the, the character traits of a quarterback are because you know. You don't want that on you don't want that on your on your resume. Certainly good to have D Orlando with us. We'll come back with more three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. We'll be back here with you on three and out. Busy final hour upcoming here on the show. We'll look at uh, the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, uh, with what we just chatted about with D Orlando Ledbetter. College football, the real week one. We'll talk about that. Not week zero, in which we're looking at Vandy and Hawaii. The real week one, which we gotta wait a little bit longer for, not quite a month away from that. We'll look at those games upcoming uh, as well, Ben. So, uh, get excited about the start of the football season. Falcons back at it. D. Orlando trying to paint as positive a picture, I think, as uh, he could. Uh, there, what's happening at Falcons camp? We'll break that down and more when we come back. It is three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out. Kevin Thomas, Ben Troop. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Final hour of the show. We'll hear from John Shipley, Jaguar Report. Coming up in just a little bit. Falcons back at it. We just heard from D. Orlando Ledbetter. Ben, you talked about Marcus Mariota. He said the the head guy, that being Arthur Smith, kind of backed backed off on saying Marcus Mariota was the starter, even though the QB's coach kind of slipped it out there that, oh, yeah, he's the guy. What do you kind of make of that Marcus Mariota as the starter uh, going ahead and naming it now. I mean, we all know what's going to happen, right? There's no chance Desmond Ritter, if he had a flawless camp, was going to be the star. Yeah. I mean, obviously the quarterback's coach is like, look, man, I, I that just shows that the quarterback's coach ain't really into into uh, to the semantics, hey, Kevin. I here's what ever, not to say to the media. Yeah, yeah, it's not, Don't it's, say it's, we have the... But, Kevin, I mean, but haven't we got beyond it at this point? Like, you would think on, so. Let me get this straight. So we know he is, like media, fans, onlookers, you know he is as a coaching staff, quarterbacks coach. Just don't say it. Yeah, man, because we don't want to discourage Desmond Ritter. Really? You don't think Desmond Ritter know that Marcus Mariota is a starter? <laughs> Here's a thought. First team offense. Who's going to run out there? Marcus. Yeah. Unless you say, Marcus, huh? Let Desmond go. Yeah. It's like, that's the part I don't get. You think it bothers Desmond Ritter that he's the backup? He's in the league. Josh Rosen, gone. Felipe Franks got to play another position. They're making it room for him yeah. to even be able to play if need be. Just don't say it. Like, like, like the, the quarterback's coach gets done, and then Arthur Smith says, come here, what? SID goes, man, coach want to see you. Why? Did you just tell them he's the guy? Well, he is the guy. Is he? Coach, what are you talking about? You just gave him $8 million a year. And that, that, that's, that's a part of football I never understand, right? Like, if De- like you said, if Desmond Ritter went out there and was lights out, maybe we can be like, uh, you know. But come on, man. Like, let me tell you something. If Desmond Ritter is your opening day starter and there's nothing wrong with Marcus Mariota, you have a you are, it's a problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is like because Kevin, Kevin, I know he's being compared to, you know, you're getting Russell Wilson vibes. <laughs> I guess so we love those of, comparisons. I, I, I of get so sick of the outliers, but no, no. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the guy. The, the cat's out the bag. Captain Obvious, some, he's somewhere yeah. in Flowery Branch saying, what are we doing? I know, I like how you know, Daryl kind of had to walk. He's like, well, the head guy, like, come on. We, yeah. all, we all kind of figured that out. But a lot of news about the defense. Uh, you know, Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins back there at safety, H.A. Terrell, Casey Hayward at corners. We asked Daryl, hey, that's pretty much going to be the starting defensive back. He's like, yeah, that's what they want it to be. 
And to me, Ben, that's one of those things where Richie Grant, year two, second round pick, you better be a starter, right? Like, yeah, like, yes. yeah, like that is uh, what you want. And I think he's part of that group, Marlon Davidson, and others being where you say, all right, how good are you at draft evaluation, Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot? So far, you've had your number one pick. He he panned out all right. Mm-hmm. I say all right. Uh-huh. Most most yards, but one touchdown. Yep. Outside of that, your draft picks really didn't do a whole lot. This year, you could have taken any wide receiver you wanted to. You took a guy that's known for being tall and physical, not necessarily a guy that's going to blow you away with speed over the top. Could have had anybody. You took him. You need some of these guys to play significant roles, and I'm not saying they need to be all pro as a rookie, but you need some of these guys to be a bigger contributor than what we've seen thus far, I think, when you start evaluating these draft classes. Richard Grant doesn't lack confidence. Richard Grant is a guy that said that he needed a full year to really understand the offense. They kind of they kind of didn't throw him I in I appreciate that, but he really do much at That's all last year. So, so, so the one thing about it is this. They say he don't lack confidence. They say he's a guy that, look, he's very, very confident in his ability, what he's able to do, things of that nature. Kevin, he's going to have to prove it, right? Like, this is the thing about the NFL, people. This is the thing about pro sports. He's a rookie. So what? Like, so he gets paid to play football, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, you're right, Kevin. I'm not asking him to be a pro bowler, all pro. I'm asking him to be a solid starter because that's all you're really asking anybody to be in the league. I wanted to nothing cheap, nothing deep. Be the ninth man in the box. Make sure you control the airways. Get guys lined up. Fly around. That is safety position. A.J. Terrell solidified. Casey Hayward used to be a pro bowler. I'm not really worried about the cornerback positions. But Ryan, yeah. Richie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's great that you have confidence. Yeah. And you're going to have to prove it because, Kevin, like you said, Kyle, Kyle Pitts showed us, you, man, you can be a stat compiler. Yeah. What about the – but let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's, why don't you want to talk about end zone, man? That's what I want to talk about. There wasn't much to talk about, and that's what I'm saying. As as it's almost like Kyle, Kyle Pitts realized, hey man, they're gonna let you eat between these numbers, but the twenties they're gonna let you eat. Yeah, what about the twenty yard line in? Let's watch your highlight tape. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it. I'm, because no, that is it. football. That, that is not harsh. You've never scored a touchdown in the states in the pros, and you had the quote greatest. Statistical season we've ever seen from a tight end. As a rookie. As a rookie. Yeah. Just saying, all, all I'm saying is got to find a way to get some production. Yeah. A lot of, uh, lot of guys looking to try to help out on that uh, offensive side of the phone. Uh, ball, let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, AC. AC, what's up? Good afternoon. Can you guys hear me? We can. Thank you so much for taking my call. I have a quick question. Julio Jones going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. That makes them an automatic Super Bowl champion next or he's going to teach Tom Brady how to choke a 25-point lead. What do you guys think about that? And Mr. Ben, come on, man. You look pretty, but you got to shave that beard, my brother. Watch for taking my call. <laughs> I like how AC Howard's trying to – is he going to blow the 25-point lead? AC, let me tell you something, AC. You better hope the Falcons never win a Super Duper because I'm going to make sure you have to put on Atlanta Falcons jersey and do the Dirty Bird. <clears throat> but – does does that make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They were already, yeah. No. Now, do it make them? Do, does it make them more intriguing? Yes, because they got Tom Terrific, because they got Kyle Rudolph, because they got Mike Evans, because they got Godwin, because they got Fournette. But does it? I mean, Julio once again, they're Super Bowl contender because of TB12. 
Point blank period. <laughs> I mean, that's like, 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 I know how we want to give it to everybody else. Point blank period. You know? I don't know. Listen, listen. I've been to the city of Tampa recently, and these fans be walking around with their chest out like, yeah, man, we going back. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Just sit down. Cause well, oh, man, but, 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 to be fair. Yeah. He was the best quarterback in the league last he year. He was. No, no, no. Tom Terrific. There's, listen, you, I, have to, you have to make up stuff about it. Like, we talk about Tom Brady like he's, like he's not the oldest player, I think, in the NFL. We talk about Tom Brady like he didn't get drafted in 2000. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, what are we doing? Like, come on, man! Like, Tom Brady is that dude? Tom Brady now, Kevin is doing what 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 LeBron is doing. I'm just, I'm, a, I'll leave when when you guys are better than me. Y'all not better than me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's doing commercials, getting out of his car with a wife beater on, a tight t- tank top on, tucked in. Uh, Russell Will- Russell Wilson, you know, he got every quarterback now now saying, I mean, uh, uh let's ride. I, if I see another quarterback. In college, JT Daniels, let's ride. Let's ride. Because Russell Wilson, like, let's ride what? Russell Wilson, say something else. Kyler Murray is doing uh, press conferences talking about the media is making me look like a joke. No. I mean, you to be not fair, tape. I mean, to be fair, JT Daniels is got a lot of experience in riding, riding from California yeah, to lied. Georgia, riding yeah, from Georgia lied. to West Virginia. Boy, every flight he did on the street, <laughs> boy, you've been there so much. All the freaking fly miles. I'm just saying. Anyways. Uh, but, no, but, t- <laughs> but, <laughs> but to answer your question, AC, are they a player? Are they a two Yeah, because they got Tom Brady. So, of course, they are a playoff contender. And let's be, let's keep it keep another book. They're in the NFC South. So, it's not like their trek to get to the playoffs is, I don't know, the road less traveled. They got to deal with Jameis <laughs> Winston, Marcus Mariota, and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we need, to, we need to stop this. Like, think about it. All these guys are in their 20s. Baker Mayfield, what, 24, 25? Uh, I think Marcus Mariota and James were 28, 29. They're 28, yeah. Them boys still going to uh, Tom Brady camp in the, in the summer. <laughs> what are we talking about, man? Yes, they gonna, yeah. yes, they are a Super Bowl contender. But, hey, man, it's just hard watching Julio with that pewter on, man. Julio wants to win the ring, but he wants to go. He wants to play Atlanta twice. That, that That's what he uh, wants. Possibly, but I mean, I, I think you're seeing him do what – we saw Gronk do, yep. Antonio Brown do, yep. Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Fournette, which is, hey, man. Adamican Sue, if all I can, If I can hitch my wagon to Tom Brady and get a ring, I don't care what anybody says at that point, right? I mean, a ring is a ring. It is. And they're the first team to host and win the Super Bowl. Who did it next year? That would be the Rams, right? Who had to beat them to get to the Super Bowl? That would be the Rams. Who, who reloaded like nobody's business? That would be the Rams. The Rams are the NFC team to beat right now until proven otherwise. But Tom Brady's saying, give me another shot at him, though. What? Give me another shot at him. Let's see. But, AC, I, 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 I see you throwing in at the end, you know, maybe that blow a 25-point <laughs> lead. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're digging at the Falcons, I don't know. They'll have nah, a 25-point nah, 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 lead. Now, the kicker would be, now the kicker would be if it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Indianapolis Colts. In Super Bowl. And then Matt Ryan wins with the Colts. Now, that would really, really make me mad. But, wow, you, know, I, you know what? Until you just said that, I didn't even think I'm about just saying. that. As a possibility now. Oh, my. That, it, that, would, that, that would just. If that Matt would, Ryan is in the Super Bowl with the Colts and they're playing Tom. And Tom Brady throws the pass to Julio Jones to win it <laughs> and it gets knocked down <laughs> and the game's over. <laughs> we just predicted these things. What what if no? Oh my God! What if the Colts? Is, is there, what if there, the Colts beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl twenty eight to three? Oh my! Oh, Kevin, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but 
Huh? What if it's what if it's what if it's I don't know like uh you know Arizona you know like Arizona versus like you know like like uh Arizona versus like Miami and uh you know um Kyler Murray suspended for the first half because he ain't do his four hours. He didn't do his homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. I've never heard that at the end of my life. You have the press conference. Uh, Kyler will not be playing. Kyler will not be playing. First the Super Bowl. half, he is he is grounded. Uh, because he did, he, not do, he did not do his homework. The streetlights came on, and he wasn't in the house. Yeah, he tried to say the dog ate it. <laughs> but he doesn't have but a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... Kyler, listen, man. Stop blaming the media for things you did. The media said... No, the media didn't do your contract. Yes. I mean, I, listen, in, in, the, in the world of contract creativity, I have never heard that before. Kevin, yeah. have you ever heard? No. Uh, uh, we could, listen, you better go. To, you better be watching film. Yeah. I do watch film. Liar. We know you haven't. We saw you, somebody followed you yeah. home. We, you got out your car, and you did not take the DVDs You did not there. take the iPad. I watched them in my car. You're a liar. What was that? Uh, wasn't that the famous thing I heard somebody talking about earlier this week? The Jamarcus yeah, Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Did you watch those? You watch your game tape? I did. I did. Those DVDs we those gave DVDs? you? Oh yeah, I watched all of them. You watched all of you them? You watched them? Yeah, because they're blank. Because yeah, cause what did we you gave see? you? We gave you blank. Ones. I saw the Invisible Team versus the other Invisible Team. <laughs> it was yeah, a great game. I would love to see that. That, 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 that Cliff Kingsbury addressing the media. Uh, Ky- Kyler Murray will not be playing. He did not do his homework. He did not eat his vegetables. Still wanted dessert. And so we sent him to his room. And so he is out. Kyla, Next you, question. Kyler, <laughs> did you watch the tape? Yes. What was on it? Man, on. And he sassed his mom. The- my Wi-Fi was messing up in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the- I'm just saying, man. Like, this is, this is, this is, come on, people. We got to be better. You make too much money for people to make you do, I don't know, your job. Are we going to sit there with a stopwatch? And time. Four hours this week. Good job. Kyler, Kyler. Which, what? as you know, like you said, like four hours is a ridiculously low threshold. Thought. Right? I mean, for, for watching a game. Like, I, I, listen, I'm not counting Kyler Murphy. You got a bunch of cheese. But, okay. Go in your room. Lay in your bed. Put it in. Right, but if I give you $200 million, I the least I can expect you to do is watch a little bit. And, and, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I the mean, very do you, least. Do you go, oh, God, I made it. Four hours? <laughs> really? Yes. You can break that up during the week. Kyler, Kyler. All I'm saying is, Kevin, look at Kyler Murray first part of the year. Look at Kyler Murray second part of the year. And I don't want to hear this how dynamic I am as a player. All right, let's take a quick, another quick phone call, then we'll step aside. We've got uh, Bill. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ray. Ray, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're doing good. Good, good. Y'all got me dying over here laughing about this Kyler Murray stuff, I got to say. Um all great points, you know. And you sit there and you wonder, it's like, what do you really have to do this with this guy? Because he's not the only one I'm calling into question at this point. I'm also calling the organization into question. You just gave this dude $230 million. Okay? You gave him $230 million, and this is what you have to put in the con- – what kind of organization are you running? Uh, I agree, Ray. <laughs> Ray, I agree. I think it looks bad on everybody. One uh- – you're giving me $200 million with a caveat that I do the bare minimum, basically. I mean, I've talked with Ben at four hours. Oh. That, 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 that could get done on a Monday afternoon, uh, you know, a bare minimum. Uh, and as you said, it, what, if I'm an organization and I think I have to put that in the contract, like, I shouldn't be giving you the money if I, if I don't think you're going to put the work in. 
Well, exactly. And then you're going to say, okay, so uh, did you read it? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. But did he freaking understand it? What results are you getting? I mean, is there something else in here we don't know about that says, okay, first, we're going to make him read and do this stuff. And then second, if we don't get X results on the field, we're going to avoid the contract because I seriously doubt that's in there. You know? I mean, <laughs> that's like saying, well, did you read your homework? Yeah. And then they go and they fail the test. Oh, you can't do anything to me now. I read it. Ray, to me, this comes down to something very simple. They knew that Kyler Murray was going to be the guy they were going to have to give the contract to. And sometimes you always got to remember, if you embarrass us as an organization, we will embarrass you. For the, because no matter what, we're going to be the Arizona Cardinals with or without Kyler Murray. So with all the stuff he did last year, acting, you know, not really act, you know, acting more of his shoe size than acting his age. And they was like, well, dude, you're going to be our franchise leader and you don't even watch tape. So they got the last laugh. They got the last laugh of saying, yeah, because they were going to have to pay him. That's just the going rate for a quarterback yep. now. I mean, Deshaun Watson getting money, and we ain't seen him in two years, and he's getting this type of money. <laughs> Kyler Murray realized real quick, hey, man, you bite the hand that feeds you, man. We're going we to give you the money, but, we are, but now your reputation is on the line. So now if we lose, we got the best built-in excuse there is. We got a guy that won't even go home and watch film. That's like, you know, a baseball player that won't, I don't know, go home and work on his swing. or it, This stuff is crazy. I ain't never heard anything like this. <laughs> no. They, they got to finish it off right, though, with this right here. This is the unspoken part of the contract. And if you mess up, we are going to feed everything to the media. Everything. 100%, Ray. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate yeah, appreciate the phone call. It's so true. I, I, I saw that. It been, that was my first response was, as a professional athlete, and as an organization, the fact that that even made the light of day is embarrassing for everybody, right? I mean, like you said, a perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, like I, I guarantee you the Lakers gave money to Kobe and didn't say, hey, man, can you shoot after practice? I mean, you might say that, think you can they, throw might, up a they, few might, they might say, can you, can, you, can you come in here like six instead of five? Because yeah. hey, the, 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 we got to be here. Yeah, the, the, the guy that, that locks it up at night, he wants to go home. Yeah, Kobe, so it's like, uh, do, can <laughs> but, we just give you a key, bro? Because what I'm saying is, Kevin, that's ridiculous, right? Like, yeah, I mean, no, matter, like, like, no matter what, that should have never got out. Like, the greatest thing <clears throat> you can say as a professional athlete, you did, not embarrass, you did not embarrass the organization you played for, and nothing about you got, came out. Like, think about that. They got stuff on all of us. Every last one of us. The problem is, what they got on me has nothing to do with my contract. Nothing. Hey, Ben, what? Hey, you think of your contract, whatever, like, you know, I don't know, you can, like, know what the hell you're doing? Could you, like, study your playbook? I, th- I, Kevin, once again, we live in a time to where, right? You have to, you have to make it known that people don't do what's in, what's built in to just being a football player. Watching film is a part. They didn't say, they didn't say, dude, you got to watch 10 hours. Dude, you got to watch at least four. It's 25 hours in a day. But like, the game was on Sunday. But, like, but just for clarity, like Peyton Manning probably watched that much on the ride back from the away Manning game, right? Peyton Manning watches film now, and he doesn't even play. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, 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 you, you start asking yourself, though, what separates the good from the great? It's in the details. It's in the little things. When, when Tom Brady says, hey, man, I don't look at anything as mundane. Whatever I did to get into this league is going to take that and more to even stay in this league, and I want I want to take it to another level. So whatever I got to do. Going through, going through drills, going through individual, watching tape, watching film, 
Kyler Murray says, hey, man, I got an unorthodox style. No, the hell you don't. They figure you out and you can't figure them out because you don't know what they do. When they go into a certain defense, you're supposed to, you supposed to, hey, hey, oh, you look at this. Uh, all right, come on, come on, Kyler, like audible out. Blue 42, blue, audible out. They got one more guy that we can block. No, man, no, uh, you know, I can run. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, and, and like I say, Kevin, once that perception is out there, you're going to spend the rest of your career trying to change it, yeah. and that may never happen. As Ray said, every time you lose, it's, did you watch enough film this week? And that's, a, that's an unfortunate <laughs> thing. We got more to come. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here. It is three and out. I'm Kevin Thomas. He is Ben Troop. Thanks for making us a part of your day as the Atlanta Falcons back at it. We talked a lot about that NFL right around the corner and the college football season, Ben, right around the corner. We kind of joked earlier about the week zero games, like the big buildup to college football. Like, just listen to this. This is the difference between week zero, what we get is the comeback to college football versus the actual week one. Mm-hmm. Week zero. We've waited all offseason. College football is back. Vandy, at Hawaii, Nebraska, Northwestern, Wyoming, Illinois, Duquesne, Florida State, Charlotte, FAU, UTEP, North Texas. Those are the headliners, baby. Welcome back, college football. Or you could just block all that from your mind as best you can and wait one more week. You get Pitt, West Virginia, Oregon, Georgia. North Carolina actually goes to App State. Utah at Florida, Notre Dame, Ohio State. That is what an opening weekend of college football should look like. Kevin, when you start, when we start, uh, when we start asking like why certain commissioners, aka Greg Sankey, <laughs> is the way he is, right? <clears throat> college football comes down to programming. It comes down to like I mean visibility, and hey, it's a blind taste test every every Saturday. We it, it's the buffet is called college football. You got access to every last team and game. What are you picking? If the Big Ten best game needs help from a team in the ACC to give them the best game all year in this week zero, what people say? What about Ohio State, Michigan? I get it. I I give you that. I give you that. But Notre Dame, like once again, Kevin Warren think he's slick. See, Kevin Warren knew if I can get if I can get Notre Dame to commit to us, even if they're not going to come in this year, that looks like a Big Ten game, first game of the year. No, because Notre Dame understands it's worth. But you are right, Kevin. Everybody wants to be a headliner. That don't mean you are a headliner. And I'm sorry, Alabama, Alabama got teams saying, "Hell no, I want to play them first game." <laughs> no, no, I don't want to play them at all. Like everybody get it. Cause think about it, that's a ch- that's a chance to get at Alabama right first game of the I, year. Yeah, I, if you're going to get them, that's the, to me the best time. Listen, you know, let me say, let me show you how serious playing Alabama first game of the year is. Remember when DeAndre Francois and 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 uh, was balling, and they call it they listen, they call it the greatest opener of all time, yeah. right? They call it the goat, greatest opener of all time. Florida State hasn't been the Fra- same since. DeAndre <laughs> Francois gets hurt, tears his ACL, never to be seen from or heard from again. Guess who was the coach of that team? Jimbo. Guess what Jimbo is, right? In the SEC. Right? Right? Playing against who? Nick Saban getting that cheese? I'm just saying, Kevin, right, wrong, indifferent, right? We like certain brands for certain reasons. We like certain teams for certain reasons. But if you had your shot to pick, Kevin, you you wake up, you go, just say, you know, I, my friend got one of these, in his crib, he got like five or six TVs, like 
I was like, boy, this is nice. I ain't getting all this, but he got it. And he goes, but what I do is I break the TV up into fours. And I say, what you looking at? He said, well, I have to analyze them. He goes, well, the problem is there are certain teams I have to see because of my job, and there are certain teams I will not miss seeing because I like them. Think about that. Sure. I got to see them because of my job. But I ain't missing them over there. That's what SEC football is, whether you like it or not. It's must-see. I'm not going to miss it. Whether you like it or not, whether you root for them or not, I'm not saying that they're the only they're the only conference like that. They're not the only teams like that. And that's what Greg Sankey has. Greg Sankey says, look, man, yeah, my bottom feeder team can go to Hawaii and no one's going to say a word, right? <laughs> they can go out there for week zero, right? Cool. Publicity, boom. They're not my headliners because, Kevin, you always say this. What makes a conference a conference, man? Top to bottom. Right, top to bottom. Absolutely, yeah. And you start, you start calling them out. All right, Florida, Georgia. Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Think about this. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. It's just all you whoop, whoop. <laughs> whether, you, whether, you, whether you like it or not. So I, I, I get it, Kevin. Week Start zero ain't what it used there, to yeah. be. But week one, ha-ha. You get, come get, watch the publicity for week zero. And as soon as those – as soon as – I guess as soon as Vanderbilt and Hawaii are done. Yeah, when that's over. Week zero is officially, <laughs> yeah. you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning on that Tuesday or whatever. Watch what happens. Alabama, Bryce Young. Because that's what happens, right? When, 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 when Tampa is playing, you know, New Orleans, they're going to say Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leads his Bucs to, you know, Jameis Winston or whomever. They're right. going to say Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not because they don't stay got up players. late. Not because stay up late. Drink extra coffee as the Commodores take on the Warriors. Listen, here at this. one o'clock in the morning, if you're, time. Bo- if you're a boxer, people go, "Hey man, how do I know I'm a headliner?" Has Michael Buffer said? Came and said, yeah. "Nope, he ain't never. I ain't never heard Michael Buffer." No, no, no. Michael Buffer gonna do it. Yeah, he ain't gonna do it with you out there. <laughs> like you're on the card. But you're not the headliner. And then Michael Bubba had his brother go, it's time. Oh, he does. Like, it's his brother. But yeah. His brother wanted to go, it's time. Yeah. I don't think you can legally say the other one because he's got it uh, trademarked. You yeah, know he don't, no, no, no. You know, you know what's crazy about that? Which we don't got time to get into it. Michael Buffer's brother didn't know that Michael Buffer was his brother. Yeah, like, like, all, and, and mind you, I'm like, have you seen him and you? Y'all like kind of look alike. And he goes, isn't it crazy? I mean, I got this dude. He goes, yeah, you know, he, you know, yeah, let's get ready to run. But you go, hey, it's time. Y'all just walk around yelling. <laughs> yeah. and kind of, you see how like y'all oh, yeah, that's similar great career stuff. paths. Yeah, it's great and that's, stuff. And that's worth a lot of cheese, by the way. Oh, it is big time. We got a lot more to come. Here it is. Three and out. John Shipley joins us. Jaguar Report next on Three and Out.